0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Women in Blue interview series. Uh, Today we have with us Ivana Mikolic from the NATO Center for Marine Research and Experimentation. Thank you, Ivana, for being today with us at the interview, accepting our invitation. Uh,
1: Thank you for inviting me to contribute to this very important initiative. I'm very happy to have a chat with you. Uh,
0: Thank you, Ivana. I just wanted to say a little bit, um, more about Ivana's work. Uh, she uh, operates at NATO, as I said, and she works. Uh, she's a project leader uh, in this department. Um, she has worked for more than 20, 12 years at the University of Zagreb, where she also handled, in the Faculty of Electrical Engineering and Computing, where she also handled um, important uh, projects, like for example, Ira Twin. she was the project coordinator, uh, of this uh, major initiative, but she also uh, wrote and managed major EU-funded projects like Horizon and Interreg. Um, she was uh, on the organization committee chair of uh, very important uh, conferences in the sector. So like uh, Drone Days, uh, Breaking the Surface uh, uh, Camp, the Control Application Marine Systems and the 26th Mediterranean Conference on uh, Control and Automation uh Ivana has a very impressive experience in event as an event manager and project manager and today we would like to hear more about uh, her rich experience in this area um to to kick off a little bit and open the the interview uh, I wanted to briefly ask you what you do on a daily basis at your work what are your daily tasks for example
1: so uh, I would like to first just say like what, what I think project management is is because it's a very broad term that has even different meanings to people. But they see like project managers as people who are there to support scientists and researchers so that they can focus on their findings. And also since my career has always been managing projects supported by public funds, I think it's very important that we promote the project and educate the public, you know, explain Why are we spending their money? So by the end of the day, you are dealing with PR, you are dealing with marketing, finance, contracting, writing all the reports from financial to technical, but you're also out there trying to get new business in for your new projects. So basically you do a little bit of everything. And this is what I really like about project management. And currently since the Horizon 2020 uh, program, so it's a EU funding program, it's, it has come to an end. So naturally all EU projects are also coming to its end. So all of the projects that we have at the center have either finished or are now in the final phase. So currently I'm more focused on uh, like a general business development at the center. So I'm like planning the budget for the next year, not only for the EU funded projects, but also for the other customers. We are, uh, you know, observing our procedures that are done and seeing how to improve them and so on. So it's a more like business development activities
0: currently. Mm-hmm. So it's a very rich kind of and dense activity that combines more financial, but also more business-like uh, activities. I wanted to ask you also, because I saw that you have a, a technical degree rather than a really classical project management like degree and i wanted to ask you how this fits into your work how does it feed into what you do on a daily basis
1: well uh so when i was finished, i always knew like from start that i wanted to do something that is connected to mathematics so i went to a high school that is focused on mathematical uh, classes then on the faculty of electro engineering i always knew i want to pursue engineering part not so much as the computer sciences and then later control engineering um, but when I come to finish the you know my master thesis I become re- I realize that I'm more passionate about uh, like organizing the work and helping others to organize their work seeing how to you know uh, just make it uh, as a project to get some funding for it how to execute execute it or implement it so, I was like very passionate about that, that, while I still had my interest in technical uh, part of the project. So, um, and I'm a type of person that, you know, a job is not just a job for me. I I like to work on projects that have like a higher meaning and some like, um, it's like an initiative to solve some problems. So I decided to change a bit my career to start pursuing the project management. I think it's a, you know it's a huge advance for me to have a technical background, but because I can easily understand what is the problem, I I can you know help to find the solution, you know just I understand deeply the, the just the matter of the project.
0: In fact, that that is what I wanted to ask you to understand better, because like at the first glance, it would be like somehow that you uh, one if a person has a technical degree and then switches to another uh, one has this question, Okay, were there not enough opportunities? for the person in this area or was it more a choice? And now understanding that for you it was a choice out of passion. It really makes sense to see how you progressed your career and having an added value through, through the fact that you understand better things. I think it's also more efficient now.
1: I mean, for me, it was just a personal choice because it's something that I realized, I think I'm better in that because as I said, I'm more passionate about it. So, and for me, that is more important. Of course, they are, you know, it's a personal choice when it comes to that. Yeah. And I think that going through engineering faculty taught me, you know, it taught me to be, uh, it raised me to be a problem solver and not overcomplicate things, just to focus on the problem and find a solution, you know, mm-hmm. as quick as possible and efficient as possible. So.
0: And what do you, why exactly uh, maritime uh, research, why, I understand that it's somehow connected to solving big uh, challenges, societal challenges, but what does this specific kind of field uh, bring to you, for example, that you're very much attracted to it?
1: So um, when I was uh, studying uh, at that time at my faculty, there were not so many projects. So basically all of our classes were focused on theoretical part. We there was very little of explanation how it's applied uh, in like in real life. It was just like formulas and you know theory and so on. But the group uh, that I later so first I joined the laboratory for underwater systems and technologies at the faculty, and later I employed there. So They were uh, working on a lot of EU projects and they were developing a lot of projects for industry. So they were actually one of the rare groups that had, like they were developing their own robots. They were also purchasing from other companies. And you know, you had something that you could play with, like it was very hands-on. So that was very interesting to me. And I kind of, I would say that Maritime Robotics found me and (laughs) that's So breaking the surface, as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, I used to organize the event before I moved to work for NATO. So I worked like for 13 years in the organization, but I started when I was like 18. So when I enrolled at the faculty, uh, my mentor and later uh, my supervisor, he uh, he offered me to just help out a little bit with the organization. And year by year, I was taking more and more tasks and then become... The organizational committee chair.
0: So. so it was something gradual that happened, and as you say, it was more of a meeting, uh, like uh, this area found you rather than the other way. I I saw also that at uh, more the beginning you were also involved in organizing, like. Uh, Film festivals, if I'm not totally wrong, so may I ask you how this like completely turned around because film festivals, I think that's like it's such a creative field and in the movie industry, film industry, it's quite distant from uh, like engineering and robotics.
1: I actually started with concerts,
0: then moved from music to
1: film and then later to science it kind of looks disconnected, all of it. and um, but I, I have a broad interest in like a lot of things. I'm also very active in sport. I'm very interested in arts and culture. Education is very important to me, and you know just sharing the knowledge and also you know the science. so, but this is how it happened. actually, when I enrolled at the faculty, I also joined the club for students. and we have a very unique club at the faculty. It's um, by the, the time it's you know like we have different sections that are organizing educational workshops and it's just an area where you can study and have a coffee so we were doing like a workshop from how to fix your bike so very like simple things for students to more technical ones you know how to do a proper uh, sound check uh, and uh, for the whole club because it it was a club for 300 people so by the night, it would turn into a nightclub. And we were doing concerts and, you know, not just from creation band, but from all over the world. And so so it, it's a very unique club. I, I don't know if there is a, a similar student club in the world like this. We were focused more on like alternative scene. And so, so I started with that, I, like I organized, I think in five years I was there. I organized like more than 200 concerts, something wow. like that. or was at least involved in the organization. So but if you removed you know what is focused about it comes all down to your organization and project management actually. So th- this is where I started to learn how to you know. I think my first project I wrote it just like I wanted to try to get some funding and I wrote it and at the end I got money and I was like in shock like now I have to do the project. Okay, cool. So I started like that, and you know, I was uh, I wanted to be very independent financially, so I was working a lot during my study years, and this was something working with uh, music and uh, with film festivals. It, it was very easy because it's a short-term, you know, obligation. It's usually during the summer when you don't have classes, and so, and it was an opportunity just you know to go because the festivals were outside zagreb as well so at the seaside so it was like a holiday but you were also working meeting other people and also you know you you had a ticket to go visit all the you know installations and uh, films and everything so
0: That's a really smart way to combine, like, uh, (laughs) a fun hobby with, uh, like, gaining experience. And I believe also that you gain a lot of experience through it because it's not easy to organize whatever fun it might sound from the outside. I think um, organizing festivals and concerts and so on, it's not not easy at all. What do you think was the specific... um, Areas that this kind of experience prepared you for in your work that you're doing right now?
1: Well, uh, uh, so first, I think dealing with stress, uh, I I don't, I think I work very well under pressure because, and when I compare the projects, of course, you know, you know, also culture do not have so much support, but there are grand projects. So I used to work like an organization for event that had 20,000 visitors. And now then BTS was 200, you know, so it's, you know, it was easier just to switch because it it was less people, it was less tasks. So I already did the, you know, the hardest versions of uh, organizing an event. So, and it also taught me, you know, just always be and have like a backup plan and just uh, be quick on decision making and deal with, you know, just make a decision even if it's wrong uh, you're gonna just tone it and that's it I think this is what uh, I learned from the all these various things I did and I also was very active in sports I think that specifically sport taught me you know you you have to just you have to go all in you have to be on time you, you know you cannot be late with the debt or anything, also the pressure and everything. So, wow. I, thought, I think it like developed some characteristics.
0: Uh, That's uh, interesting to hear how how everything like fits together. And as you were mentioning that you learned to deal with stress, what are some of the most important challenges that you had to face during your career? Well,
1: I, I think I was... Lucky. I I don't see that I had, maybe I don't observe them as challenges so much. You know, I had a, a mentor that was very supportive of me. He recognized how important it is to have a project manager, but then also a project manager with a technical degree. So he was always pushing me. And when there was an opportunity for them to hire somebody, you know, he was like instantly like, it was a perfect fit. Also, I think my family was very supported. As I said, I show like I showed a lot of interest to like, like random things, and they always supported it. They were always fine. The only condition was, you know, as long as your grades are good, you can do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> that that's very comforting, and we all need support. Um, I wanted also to know more about what you think uh, of. Uh, the work environment, like um, having a technical degree, uh, being a woman having a technical degree and then working in project management. What do you think about the general condition, uh, um, like in your experience, what you saw in the places that you worked? What is the position of a woman with a technical degree that goes into project management? Uh, how is the situation with the gender gap? Um, what, what is your experience in this area?
1: Well, so obviously the numbers are in favor of uh, men. There are very few of us. Uh, but in, like, in general, project managers are you know, a minority, regardless of the gender. It's just you need one on a scientific project where you need like 30 to 50 researchers. So, um, and I always uh, so even in sports, but later in high school and faculty and in work, I was always surrounded more with men than females. Although my generation was a bit out of the statistics, you know, when I remember like uh, the high school, there were like 15 girls, but there were 20 boys. And, you know, it's a very good statistic for a mathematical school, especially when I look at the generation that is older than us, they had one girl.
0: (laughs) That's the difference.
1: (laughs) Very and these statistics followed me even through the faculty because the majority of my uh, classmates, they also enrolled to the same faculty, so okay, we were not half, half, never, but at least one third of girls were there, and maybe now is normal, but like then 15 years ago, it was a bit, uh, we were out of the statistics, uh, but I never had any problems, I think, uh, I was lucky to have uh, co-workers that were very supportive of me, and they were like two girls in a laboratory opposed to ten men. But I never felt the difference. I never felt that they were observing me in a different way. And maybe I was lucky because, as I said, we finished the same faculty, so they knew what I went through. So I was appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a very good uh, working atmosphere. We were you know, just respecting each other, regardless of their gender or the nationality or so on.
0: Hmm. And did this very nice atmosphere continue also during your work experience? Or did you encounter maybe some moments that were a bit more awkward or not exactly like as uh, friendly or open as your study time was?
1: I didn't have a bad experience experiences. But of course, when you meet people, they just presume that maybe you're not uh, that you didn't finish this faculty, or maybe you are not on the same level to understand what they are talking about, and so on. But I think they quickly realize that you know um, they are in the wrong. So, but but that's something like I, I don't even notice it anymore. I would say it's uh, and it's changing. I think that uh, every day the statistics are better. There are like more opportunities. And that's, you know, people are more aware that there is this gap. So, uh, you know, they are working on it.
0: And during your work time and your project, throughout your projects, did you ever feel like, for example, um, project partners or whoever you interacted with approached you differently because you were a woman project manager and not a man? Working in this in this field, or did did you feel that they were more like sort of open? Because you know, some many times women are considered better in PR and all the all the stuff around communication, and men maybe are not that they're seen more like sort of technical and not that communicative.
1: I n- I never felt from our partners anything uh, ill Um I think on all of our pro- first. On all of our projects, we were trying to choose our partners, not just you know because of me, but because of the whole laboratory. Because you spend a lot of time working with those people, and especially it's over the email because each of us is in a different country. And then, like we meet for field trials, where then basically we live together. So it's very important that you have partners that you can trust, that are you know you have a, like some kind of a friendship at least a potential of a friendship, if not already developed. And so, so I never, you know, I never felt the difference of uh, being a woman or a man in that segment. But like when I often hear that, you know, so for some task, oh, but women are so, so much better than men in it, can you do it? And so like a very stupid example is like writing minutes or as you said, posting something on a Facebook, oh, but you are better. My approach is to that, well, no, but if I take that opportunity away from you, you will never be as good as, you know, women in it so i think a man should
0: do it you know
1: be better in that
0: very good very good approach when you're
1: fighting to be better in you know tasks that are considered to be men you should, you should, so should you fight to be
0: so so there's still this kind of mentality around that even for small things okay you do it because you do it better or like I it's, not it's pushing a little that, bit uh, <laughs>
1: I think they're just taking advantage. I don't think they really think that you know that uh, this is, is a test for us. But you know there are tasks that nobody wants to do, so it's easier to blame it on something and I just say I don't want to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely definitely that's an excuse it has become an excuse for for many. Um I was also wondering if in your work, there were specific challenges that you had to deal, deal with, but outside of, like sort of this kind of gender gap question uh, in terms of how to manage your daily routine or anything that's more related to the technical field. For example, did you have to step in for some project, the fact that you have a technical degree? Uh, did it bring you also the opportunity or not the opportunity? Did you have to be hands-on also on some teams to do or you focused always exclusively on the project management side
1: it was mainly on the you know the project management side but it depends again on the project because when you are working on the like um, when you mentioned the Iero twin so it's a twinning project there was also an excellibus that was for maritime robotics those are twinning projects and then you are developing you know, you're trying to improve everything in your laboratory, the capacity of the people, of the infrastructure and so on. So it's debatable, is it a technical or a management task? You are organizing uh, educational, you know, uh, workshops for your colleagues. You're trying to see how to advance their careers as well. So it's it's kind of a mixture of, uh, I would say, uh, technical task with uh, management. I remember that at my previous job, so we were a very tight group, you know, so whenever there was a problem, we would uh, just all pitch in and we would all try to help that person. So we, we were very strict with the deadline to deliver like uh, 15 uh, surface vehicles, which was a lot because we were a team of 13 people, you know, it's, uh, it's we are not a company or production system. So I remember one, one night we all stayed a little, I mean, a little bit late. I was even connecting some cables just to help them out. So it's, but it was something that I think we, we were such a good team that we all wanted to help in. But It's not something that we were demanding to do.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very nice to hear. Uh, and I was also asking myself, for example, when you mentioned the fact that cables, uh, like, do you miss sometimes the more hands-on work that, for example, in your project management side maybe tends to be more like sort of conceptual and dealing with numbers and dealing with organization rather than doing practical things, connecting things, seeing how it works or so on? Uh,
1: yes, but so I have days when I just want to, you know, focus on numbers, do some math and do some analysis and so on. I also have days where I'm a bit creative, I want to uh, write something or I want to design something or something like that, but that's what's amazing, I think, about project management. It offers you to, you know, kind of tailor your day as you as you feel like, uh, as long as you meet the deadlines, of course. Uh, it's such a broad term that you can always, uh, you know, even your role, you can develop it as you want. And... You know, on all of my jobs, I didn't just strictly do the project management and just to check if the deadlines are met, is it the budget okay or not? I was always involved in the communication and organization of all the activities, you know, from little like uh, events like meetings to, you know, conferences and workshops and so And I always had the freedom to even impose some of the, uh, you know, projects I wanted to do. So I also developed my own projects. I was supported by my supervisors to do it, which were more focused on the just promoting the science to youth, or even dealing with the you know gender equality and gap. And so, so everybody was always open and supportive of that. So, so, if I was just a strict you know business project manager, uh, yes, I would be bored. But luckily. <laughs> Yeah. I had an opportunity to just uh, be spread around.
0: Yeah. Do you see this field being so like open towards the, like a multi-task and multi-skilled role, or do you see project management still as being very niched and the project manager taking care of financial planning and so on?
1: So I I think it depends on the sector where you work at, Uh, of course, like in an industry, they have a more strict structure in general, so maybe it's not that creative, but this is generalizing, I don't know, there, there are more and more startups that are opening that are somewhere in between the industry and the research, so in those like in startup and spin-off environment especially at the academia and research i think it still gives you a lot of creativity
0: so so it's still something that your role you don't see yourself like a a sort of sole player like um, like an exception to the rule but also the general field is you see it more like a sort of very diversified task and roles for project managers as these kind of industry and academia tends to merge and somehow come yeah, and together.
1: It comes down you know also on a personal level what kind of a person you are and if you show like interest to be uh, involved in the project on a deeper level I, I'm sure that you know people around you are gonna take that and give you the opportunity and you know give you more tasks mm-hmm. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I also was very curious about the fact that um, if, for example, uh, the fact that you work in project management and if it happens that you say, "Okay, but I have a technical degree here, are people generally surprised by the fact that you have a technical degree and you work in project management or um, are people like say, oh, I really appreciate this fact that you're that you're so they have so many skills and so much experience in both areas.
1: Well, I mainly uh, my environment is mainly you know professors or scientists that have their own projects. So I think they are very appreciative of a person that takes that from from them and can really help them because you know they they like being a scientist, not uh, dealing with paperwork or budget and so on. So I think they're like really happy to hear that there is a person like that.
0: Um, Yeah, I I think. Mm -hmm. And do you still think, for example, that women maybe who uh, who try to pursue more technical career could still have problems, for example, and find themselves having to choose, for example, a project management position, because either because it's more secure, it's not like the researcher that you work on a project and then you go out, or do you see, for example, women still being uh, somehow um, in disadvantage of this fact that they're women and they have to get a more secure job, or maybe they have children and have to somehow push down their career I think
1: nowadays, uh, you know, there is no reason for a girl not to pursue a technical degree. Either, you know, if a boy, if somebody says it's a boys' world, I mean, they're wrong. There are so many examples, and uh, I think this initiative is very important because it's promoting women and empowering them as well, but also, you know, giving an example to younger girls. You know, it's possible. So. It comes down to a uh, personal choice. Whatever your interest is, just pursue it and you will be good at it. And if you're passionate about something, I'm sure that you will succeed. And even if you are not aware what you're inter- uh, you know, just try. Try a little bit of everything. As you see, I tried uh, so many different things until I completely found myself. But then uh, when you take a step back, you see the connection through it. So I think it's the same for the girls, you know, just uh, be courageous and try. And there are so many opportunities today. I think it has never been as good as it is today. And, you know, tomorrow it's going to be even better. Mm -hmm.
0: So this situation of women not being able to choose exactly what they want, you don't see... It as like sort of excuse of not trying at least to to, to do it because, uh, for example, as the numbers show, there's still quite low presence of uh, women. And uh, talking to different uh, researchers in marine robotics and so on, um, there still appears this kind of uh, lack of uh, representation of women. And um, this can be for various reasons, but among these reasons have shown up for example the the fact of work-life balance like having a family have to do with children or the fact that maybe job security is not the best for a woman or for any researcher for example and maybe men tend to choose it more even if it's like more insecure than having a very uh very stable indefinite kind of position so
1: yeah, I think the you know we still have like a lot of work to do to pro to talk about it and realize what the problems are. I also think we need to start from very young age just to promote the science and uh, you know show that it's possible. I think there are some some of the stigmas because we are still believing in it. Oh, it's so hard, but then you look at the examples and then you realize, but it's actually not that hard course, some of the, you know, some of the disciplines, uh, there is just no interest coming from the girls. And that is also fine. But, you know, promoting it and talking about it, I think, at least you're making sure that you did everything you could, you know, to encourage them. And if they choose something completely different, that's complete, you know, it's fine. I think It's still good. Uh, with COVID, I would say that all of our priorities has changed, uh, you know, to, to everyone. Uh, I think we are more focused on private life as well and our relationship with the family, and but all, also taking, you, you know, uh, me time. And um, I think that, uh, you know, the way we work will change in the future, that we will be more supportive of, either a man or a woman, you know, having a family at home, doing the activities they want to do that are making them more happy and, you know, just not spend so
0: much time just at work. Having worked both in the private and public sector, what attracted you more towards the public sector rather than the private one, no? So...
1: I worked in a private company. I liked the structure of having, you know, the deadlines and the uh, work hours and everything was a bit strict. You have like a proper organization, uh, like organizational chart and so on. But but I also, <laughs> all the things that I liked about it, I also didn't like because I was missing that uh, being creative and just having, uh, you know, like, just the opportunity if my day is, you know, if I'm not focused well today on this, can I switch to another task or something? So working in a public sector has given me the opportunity to be more loose with my schedule, just to, you know, go with uh, how I feel uh, each day and uh, even like it gave me the freedom to propose my own projects and maybe tailor the projects that existed a bit how I thought it, uh, it should be done so it it was just more open system but it doesn't mean that the industry is a closed system it was just my experience uh, i think i would work well in both systems but for me it was just a, a better fit
0: to to the public sector mm-hmm. you prefer the the public one that gives you more like experimentation ground i i think it's more focused
1: on the you know as you said uh, on a community mm-hmm. like public since the money is coming from the public you need to you know deal solve a problem that they are dealing on their la- daily basis and then it's just something that is very important and you know you, you can be passionate. about.
0: Mm-hmm. Great and to close off a little bit uh, our chat today I was wondering if you had maybe um, an advice for women particularly or girls who feel sometimes challenged by the fact okay should i enter this field oh it's a rather male-dominated field how should i behave if i really like something but i'm not really sure how if if i have chances or how my position would be what would you tell them my
1: advice is you know as i said it's to be courageous and follow the intuition and at least just you know try um if you don't, it's always gonna be a male's world, you know. So we need to do something about it. We need to get involved and uh, uh, just find, uh, you know, find something that is of your interest and that works best for you, and then just push it. Of course, whatever you cho- choose, it's gonna be a challenge, you know. Even if you go for a more secure career, some I wouldn't say a secure career because I think you can have a secure career in technical disciplines. Especially nowadays, you know when everything is focused on uh, technology, um, But even if you choose something that is you know very uh, strict or, or uh, very secured, you're still gonna have challenges there. So you're still gonna have to fight about something uh, you know and try to deal with uh, uh, solve some kind of a challenge. So why not do it in something that you are passionate about and not somewhere where you are bored. You know?
0: <laughs> and how, how do you do, for example, how do you, do you have any tricks maybe to overcome challenges that you learn along the way how to handle specific challenging areas in your work or just if you have some?
1: Well, I think a good balance between, you know, private and uh, work life is very, very important because, you know, we all need to have some other interest and just fill our batteries or (laughs) just (laughs) if there there's you know something sometimes there is a problem that you think it's it's a huge problem but if you take a step back it's actually just it's not that big of a deal so i think a balance between you know private and uh, work life is very important it's important to have some other interest and not to be so focused just solely on work you know it helps you to Blow off some steam, but also charge your batteries. And you know, to you know, if there is a huge problem happening today, if you take a little step back, you realize it's it's not that huge of a deal. You know, you just you know, do something else. And then you know, tomorrow the problem is still here. You can deal with that with a clear head. And
0: uh, yeah. that's a that's a very nice. Uh tip for for managing everyday challenges and thank you for opening up today and having had this uh, chat about your own career experience and the way you're handling uh, uh, your work on daily basis and i must say that i was impressed by all the creativity and all the things that you manage as a project management i think it was a very good start that you you try to define project management because As we often, these these interviews that we're doing right now, try to give more visibility to a technical field. But now that uh, I just realized during this talk with you that also project management needs to be somehow released from a more biased and maybe a more like conventional vision that project management is about numbers planning and that's it. It can be much, much more. It needs to be much more. Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, if you one day you want to be a director of a, like a company or a research center or, you know, just sit in the board, I, I think it's better that you have a technical degree and that you can like understand the company or the center like in the soul, than just observe it through the numbers. Uh, so I think the technical degree is very as I said, it's very important. It's giving you some deeper meaning of what you're
0: doing. That's, that's very insightful. And I think it's very important for people to acknowledge it as a plus point and not as a fact that, okay, you have a technical degree and somehow you downgrade it to a more like project management position as it tends to be seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Ivana, for being with us. Yes.